0: ladies and gentlemen bots and cons welcome back to tech talk the officially unofficial transformers tcg podcast and oh man has this been an exciting week tiring for me personally so full disclosure you're gonna get volcano white hot sun level hot takes from me because some of these cards i literally looked at about 20 seconds ago i knew they got previewed i knew they got released but I didn't see them. Scott, did you get a chance to go through all this stuff? Are you as excited to dive into these as you were last week?
1: Oh, yeah, more excited. But I, I've had more time to digest it, I think, than you have. But I still don't think it's enough time to really fully digest it, but i definitely had more than 20
0: seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, at this stage, especially because we're still in the very, very, very small percentage of the overall set, let alone starting to think really at the level of bringing it in with Wave 1, Anybody out there, and we said this last time, anybody out there that's claiming with certainty this is how something's going to be probably doesn't know what they're talking about at this stage. There's definitely things that you can say, okay, this is probably going to be something, but it, it we could definitely see cards that come out that totally turn everything on their head.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like we, I know that happened in Wave 1 that made certain deck archetypes not even possible until like the last week that we got any spoilers, so that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we did want to go through a couple things real quick. You can see on the brand new shiny overlay, let us know if if you like this layout. I was trying to open it up a little bit more for the spoilers. Uh, We do have the topic list on the right. We're going to basically go in that order. So if anybody's watching this after the fact on YouTube, if you want to jump around or you're looking for specific thoughts on certain cards, I do hope that I got all of the cards lined up properly with who release them or who previewed them to give people credit if i didn't my apologies in advance but there were two other topics well one general topic that will will kind of segue into the spoilers which is we got a lot more information about what some of the things in the set do but first scott you wanted to bring up something that had actually come up in some facebook comments about i guess tournaments in general or how did you want to tackle this one
1: yeah, so today, because we're recording on Thursday, I think what's it, the uh, early, 17th, the 18th, 17th? Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, the Pack South uh, in San Antonio schedule got released. Um, obviously, that convention is happening this weekend, so actually by the time you actually hear this podcast, uh, we usually release on Mondays, Yep. the event will have already been over, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, and I think that Pastime is running the event, the same one that ran the events at PAX Unplugged. Um, I guess they're kind of catching some flack about, like obviously the the late notice. I mean, I know. I think in the end, I probably would not have been able. To, I mean, I know I would not have been able to go, right, um, due to some real life issues. But I think I think the concern is for the future. Will the same lack of uh,
0: communication? You know, uh,
1: yeah, upfront communication exists, and I I, I just want to say that, well, you know, I kind of want to talk about the event in general and then kind of try to, as best as possible, allay those fears as some of the conversations I've had offline and private with some people. Um, not that I have any, like, real information, just my feeling on the issue, I guess you could say.
0: Right. So yeah, we're not uh, going to say nobody's putting anything in writing or, or written in blood right. or anything like that, and it's nothing official, but if I'm understanding you correctly, Scott, are are you saying that people shouldn't Play Chicken Little <laughs> with things. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand
1: we live in a, a different time and world than, like, the CCG world that I'm used to from when I was a kid, where, like, you know, third party... You know, I, I to me, in my CCG playing time, like, the Pro Tour didn't exist until, like, you know, three years into my playing time. So, like, right. you know, I wasn't used to organized play the way it is nowadays and i understand that some games have that and actually create that sometimes even before they create the game right. to be honest with you and i've seen that fail numerous times but i think what you need to understand is that in this game there are some hoops that have to be jumped through um, absolutely it's it's a little bit easier because
0: i know it seems like it's the same company that owns both the license and the game but you have to be careful I mean, about that, though, and I think this is where right. you're going with it, Scott. Not to cut you off, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that Wizards is owned by Hasbro. It's not Hasbro is owned by Wizards. So that, uh,
1: I'm not entirely sure about that, but like I know the names are being used one way in that way, but I'm not entirely sure that's right. It, either, but who knows? I
0: could be misspeaking on the the legalities of it, but they they are. Damn. Let's put it this way. Hasbro has enough weight in order to say certain things can or cannot happen with their property.
1: Right. I think the property belongs to Hasbro is the issue and the issue that we all we all face as a result of it. And I think what people don't understand when it comes to some of the scheduling issues is that, look, you can say what you want about the Michael Bay movies. You can say what you want about, I mean, I like Bumblebee a lot. Like, You can say what you want about that. You can say what you want about whether you like, you know, more than meets the eye or whatever the stuff in the 90s was, whether you like Beast right. Wars and all that. But the fact of the matter is, the fact that there's all these things that we can even talk about means it's it's literally a billions of dollar franchise, not even in the millions.
0: Yeah, which is a staggering so, number when you really take a step back and think about it. And understandably, there to go back to what you said earlier, there are a lot of hoops to jump through, a lot of dances that have to be done in order to accomplish whatever the thing at hand happens to be to make sure that you're satisfying all the requirements. And there happens to
1: be a parallel right now. Like, I don't have all the details, so, like, I'm sure there are people in chat or people that listen to this after the fact that know a lot more about this and honestly care a lot more about this than me. But I know, for example, there's, like, a Star Wars fan film that I watched, for example, that was, like... It was a good, like, 25 minutes long. It was really good, put together. Something about Vader in between, like, episode three and episode four and like this week Disney like claimed that they weren't allowed to like show it anymore. And like tried to claim it and like, you know, do what they want yeah. with it. And like something that Lucasfilm stepped in and all this, and, like, this is what you want to avoid. And this is what like, we're trying to avoid. Like in, I obviously transformers is not the size of star Wars, but it's not that much lower. So like, th- this is the right. type of things you have to deal with. And so if you release information or release, Anything to do with a property like that without express written permission, you can get in this kind of trouble. So I understand the hoops that people have to jump through, and unfortunately, the conventions don't wait for that information. So Of course,
0: they have other priorities also. This isn't the only thing right. that they're putting on. And anybody out there who has worked personally at a larger company can certainly understand the levels and the sign offs and things that sometimes have to happen for something that may on the outside looking in seem really trivial, but there's a rhyme and a reason for a lot of those things. So at least for me and Scott, I I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like you're in the same boat where it's cut them a little slack. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm willing to cut them a little slack when
1: it comes to PAX South. I'm willing to even cut them a little bit of slack when it comes to PAX East coming up because the unfortunate thing is as we stand right this moment like the saturday passes for pax east are already sold out because yep. they sell out really quickly because that's one of the bigger video game ones um so like i can give them a little slack for that but like hopefully for some of the larger gaming conventions because it was mentioned in the facebook group where Pastimes, quote-unquote has events and that includes like origins and gen con and things hopefully we'll have information ahead of time so that you can make your plans to attend those but right. i mean I, I guess to segue around some of the, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but like the explanation of the doom and gloom, I guess, for lack of a better terms, like my acceptance of some of the issues, like I'm pretty impressed with what the schedule is. Right. At the events. I mean, you're talking about like, um, I think it's three constructed tournaments a day. Um, along with a league that goes on all weekend on demand 4 man drafts. And, um, a two-pack event at like 7 o'clock at night on obviously just the Friday and Saturday because I think on Sunday they close right, at like right. 4. But I mean, like, that's a full jam-packed weekend, even more jam-packed than Packs Unplugged was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like... If you want to play Transformers there, you're going to have plenty of opportunities.
1: Yeah, I mean, they asked for questions and they asked for feedback. And my only feedback, for example, was like, can you do best of three instead of one-game matches? That would um, be great. But, I mean... I think it's every, I guess it's every three hours starting at a certain time of the day, there's a full-on new tournament starting. Yep. And they give you, like, essentially the equivalent of a box for first. So um, you really can't argue with that. Like, it's a pretty good schedule of events. Right. Even if it doesn't change at all in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to, the way it's currently structured, because they have that quantity and variety, of different types of events so you have draft you have two pack later on you have constructed you can draw in a lot more people from that crowd that may not necessarily be because like you said it's a video game convention it may not necessarily be a card game or tabletop game crowd so it's definitely exciting and I I hear everything you're saying Scott and I, I agree with you that look the reality is sometimes there <laughs> reality is a little difficult uh, and i'm sure that they are consciously aware of it they're not intentionally you know saying oh whatever it's good enough sort of thing they right. they obviously do want to do better it is important to definitely give them the feedback that yeah you want to let them know yes i would have rather had the schedule sooner but always you know be careful about how you're providing criticism let's i'll say that
1: i think i think the last thing i just want to say about it is I don't think Watsy came to Pastimes and said, We want you to run Transformers. I think Pastimes went to Watsy and said, We want to run Transformers. Right. I think there's a significant difference there because obviously other Watsy products, i.e., Magic, are the bread and butter. So, like, if they didn't want to run this, they wouldn't run it.
0: Yeah, they didn't necessarily I mean, they have be forced
1: to. to. Yeah. Right. So, the fact that they are and want to mean they means they want the. The IP and the product and the game to succeed, right? Just like the rest of us. So just keep that in mind. Like, yeah. And they he- don't run every game out of the sun. Like, I, I don't know what their history is with other Watsy games. I only know because I-, I personally haven't like mm. played in en- a different Watsy games since like the Star Wars one. But like, so I don't know what their history is, but. I can tell you that I don't think Watsi forced them to do anything in this situation, other than right. just get approvals. So you know,
0: Pastimes is a a large organization. I remember them from years ago. Uh, running things even at Gen Con and other larger conventions. They so the fact that they are taking this interest in this game, I agree with you, is a positive note, and uh, yeah, hopefully it will. This South, Pack South will do very well. Uh, any other events that they run will hopefully do very well, and then that way help it branch, help it grow. Because uh, it's always good to have those sort of organizations, like you said, step in and aid the community in this fashion.
1: Yeah, but I think if you're if you, if you live or plan to uh, like attend any of the Pax events or Gen Con or Origins, I don't want to say it's written in stone because I only have I'm only going off a few Facebook posts and and offline conversations but i would hope that like there'll be some advance notice but even if there isn't i'm pretty confident that some version of this schedule will be kept too so i know i'm in i know i am now seriously considering going to Pax east yeah and origins and gen con more than i was so
0: yeah the more events that start popping up the obviously the more enticing it's going to be to go to those events i try and make gen con a, a trip every year we'll see how it goes this year but uh Yeah, suddenly PAX East, which I only kind of ever wanted to go to prior to this. It was one of those, eh, well, if I ever happen to have spare vacation days one year sort of thing, uh, now I'm actively interested in because of the presence of this game being there. Um, Yeah. So any other thoughts on that, Scott, before we move into some of the semi-spoilers and then the real spoilers?
1: No, it was just a major thing that came up, and I thought, like, you know, I didn't want people to glance over it, so... And I wanted to explain some of the situations, at least at my point of view on them. So.
0: Right. So definitely, if you're going there, let us know. By the time this goes up officially outside the live recording, we will already have had the event, like Scott was saying earlier. So let us know how it went, what you saw, all the, all the fun stuff and the gory details about what happened. Um, so yeah. moving from there... As we start out at the top, we actually got more information in general about the set. So since our last recording, we found out what the actual text of Green Pips are, what they do, as well as a new keyword, which hasn't manifested on any cards yet, but we're going to see eventually, obviously. Uh, And that came from uh, the WTF and TFW podcast and some other avenues that presented all of this information. So now that we officially know what Green Pips do, are you excited by them, Scott? Do you feel better, worse than what we were hypothesizing last time?
1: Um, it's definitely more interesting of a mechanic than it is just healing. I mean, I was listening back to the podcast last time and kind of laughing like after the fact. Because obviously, <laughs> yeah. we we got the information on a Friday compared to recording on a, on a Thursday. So like, I mean, we knew the next day. But it was just kind of funny because I think I listened to it on the Monday. And it was just kind of funny to listen to like how skewed our opinions were based on information we had no idea about (laughs) yeah we were just
0: literally guessing
1: (laughs) yeah so um so i think i think the mechanic i I do i do think that the the point we made about um you know it not having a battle icon like active battle icon um as well as yeah that still matters yeah the availability of um, there being multicolored pips involving it because of that fact, I think they've both manifested themselves, as we'll get into yep. uh, with the spoilers. But I think the I think the mechanic itself, to me, what impresses me the most is that it's actually more skill-intensive, in my opinion, now yeah. than it was before. Uh, yeah, um, I can definitely agree with that. There's a decision point every single time you get one. Um, there's a decision point if you get more than one, because the ruling was that you can't, quote, do green more than once if you flip more than one over.
0: Right. Now, was it determined? Um, this was something I was unclear on, and maybe you know. If you say you flip over two, does it have to be the first one, or do you get to choose?
1: So, I've seen it where it was said it was, quote, just like white, so I assume that means it's only the first one, but I don't know if I've seen anything official yet. Right.
2: You yeah, only I, I the only either. official
1: The only official ruling I've seen is that basically, like, if you treasure hunted, or you swarm it and things like that you don't get to to green yeah which is not what like one of the articles implied so right that's been ruled out of the
0: fact yeah okay i'm actually really excited for it like you said it definitely adds another layer and it's something that any naysayers out there that said oh well the game is just turning guys sideways and flipping over cards well here's yet another not that that was ever true but this is yet another decision point that's going to have huge impact and I'm very curious, especially as we go through the cards and see more of them with green pips, how much it does your play line or play pattern change? Because now you can, with more certainty, not quite guarantee, but you can kind of expect that you're going to get these cards if you want them. Since you have your
1: combat pile becomes an extension of your hand, exactly, or your deck, or your deck, I guess. Yeah,
0: right. Whereas before
1: your active deck,
0: yeah. Whereas before, say you were including ramming speed, or or, you know, pick an arbitrary card. If you flip it, well, that kind of sucks to be you because you got to cycle everything again, or you know, you're just down copies of it. Uh, This means whatever those cards do, you can get them. And if you really want them, so I'm curious to see, okay, do we run singleton copies of any of these, depending on what they do? Uh, some of them obviously want, like, Focus Fire, which we'll get to, want multiples to be there, but yeah, are these going to be utility slots? Are these going to be the redundancy things? It also cures one of the problems that I, and I don't remember if you were also concerned about this with Combiners or not, that, well, what happens if you just combat flip all of your Enigmas? Right, uh as yeah, you mentioned it, yeah, yeah, this, exactly, this alleviates it entirely, which again is another well, of course, it works that way, <laughs> sort of moment, um yeah, yeah. I, I I think this is, I think I had to read
1: the article more carefully to really make this conclusion, but this feels like um like a perfect marriage of bottom up design meeting with top down design like they 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 knew this was an important mechanic, like, oh, I want to put it, I want to put a pip on a card that allows me to make the combat pile an extension of my hand. Oh, we should make it on these cards that like, you know, are grandiose, like combining characters or like what they mentioned, like the silver bullets or the, right. you know, collection cards as they called them, uh, like the way focus fires as we'll get into. Um, so it's interesting. I, I think it was a, it was a bottom up mechanic that they wanted the ability to make the combat pile an extension of the hand. Mm-hmm. And then they fit the other, transformers theme cards around it which i like
0: and it does seem to fit very well for all the reasons that we've been talking about it uh it came together really cleanly if that's exactly how it went down uh which is really cool to see uh yeah so aside from green pips we also were informed of a new keyword and that's stealth which like i said before we unfortunately haven't seen it on any cards yet but obviously we will or it wouldn't have come up um right do you have any thoughts on that one so far scott so I, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it's very
1: it's it's going to depend on the cards that have it. So of like course. clearly, like there are clearly characters you would like if there was an upgrade that gave you that ability. Clearly, like it would be extremely powerful because there are obviously certain um certain characters you don't want to be attacked right. if given the option. So um, it would be. And it's similar to Brave in that way. Like, if there's an upgrade that gives these keywords, then, like, it's even more powerful because you would you want certain characters you're used to now. You, you know, like, oh, if I'm, if I'm going to be a Brave character, I want to have a good amount of hit points and or a good amount of defense. I'm the one that's going to be taking the hits. So I guess preferably defense, like the way the Headstrong has it. Right. Um, in stealth, it's like, I would imagine this is going to be on, like, glass cannon type characters that, like, they have no other, like, if you hit them, they're just going to crack. Right. So it has to be on like so like my only way of staying alive is to be stealthed. Right. Um so typically in the you know, in wave one only you would wait to attack with that guy so he wouldn't be attacked. Obviously there'd always be an opportunity to attack him when on the zero turns. Yep. But now this mechanic will allow that to not happen. So it's possible that you don't get to attack this guy hardly at all just because of the way the mechanic works. So I'm excited to see it if it's on characters that I feel like it's worth right. like the keyword being on them so
0: I think your point about it potentially being on equipment or upgrades excuse me is also exciting because like you said putting it on or activating the ability on characters that don't have it normally can be super exciting and then depending on the power level for that and what those upgrades may or may not do what slots they go in that sort of thing right now armor is often the only thing you ever interact with as far as your opponent's upgrades go, most of the time you don't care or are unable to deal with their weapon, and there are a few utilities that matter all that much. You do see them, but generally, in my experience, it's been armor. If these things, you know, if the stealth enabler, whatever it ends up being called, goes in the utility slot, that's going to then therefore influence deck building to say, oh, well, if, p- if people are commonly making things stealthed, I need to be able to address it because I can't just punch it to death. Or at least yeah, that's a good odds point. are. Uh, so that's it's gonna it's gonna influence deck building down the road potentially way more than we've seen through Wave One. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, without yeah, until we see some cards with it, again, we're all speculating. And with the way it went last week, tomorrow we're getting a hundred stealth cards. The rest right, of the set. Exactly. Um, exactly. The Token
1: so, Miner team
0: will have stealth uh, and that can't attack any of them. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sure someone like I'm confident there will be just enough characters to build a semi reasonable full stealth team initially. Uh and it will probably be just subpar. Is, is my prediction right now but we'll we'll see what it comes out to be maybe it'll be one character um yeah so any other thoughts on the other news we got before we get into the actual cards themselves Scott so the only
1: other news we got was around combiner teams and the, and the number of characters that were going to be in those teams so I think yeah we that we was kind know.
0: of all over the place for a bit
1: <laughs> yeah the and I mean, I, mean, I guess and then and there was the KO pile ruling which we took which we alluded to yep in the podcast last time so the official ruling that you can now flip characters in the KO zone their their flip abilities don't come in, come into play but their mode does so um, this influences both combiner teams as well as things like cliff jumper
0: or even things For that now. that a uh, few a number of people have already spotted this one but sludge and I still function turns those sort of things True. become. i it's still going to be so it sounds wild to do that with sludge But I'm very curious how many realistic scenarios you're going to have the time to be able to transform him a bunch of times after he's dead. As well as I still function. I don't know. It's going to be very
1: telegraphed, obviously. You you drew the I still function. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we'll have to see how that shapes up. But I guess the other thing is, um, so there's six combiner teams. Not all of them are five characters each. Right. Um, we don't, I, I don't know what the other one would be. It's a smaller combiner team. I don't know if it's going to be like, the only ones I can think of as like a reflector.
0: Well, they but did produce, and this is a toy thing, but they did recently release a uh, battle slash and, um, uh, what's the other one? They're duo cons. I can't think of the other one's name. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's just a, literally a, a two character combiner. Um, and then they form it into another box. There's Skylinks too, I guess, right? Yeah, Skylinks is also potentially one which would be really cool. Um, it's there are a few different options, and then if you go into some of the like I, I think it was RID. they had like three and four character combiners, where you know, it, it, there's the possibility of those. Did they definitely say there is no six, or so were they ruling out Devastator?
1: No, they just said that that one of them is not is is one of them is not a five character team, and one of them does not take up your full twenty five stars.
0: Okay, so I guess we could maybe hypothesize that one's Devastator and then one's a Duocon or something. Which is, to me, the right. most exciting part of that news. While I would love to see Devastator, I'd love to see those other characters. I. Uh, Depending on how those shape up, maybe it just means we get more regular characters, which is also important, because some of the the various tribes could definitely use an infusion of new blood. (laughs) And I think Drew hinted that,
1: like, now, we talked about this last time when we talked about what what the other super rare could be, like, he hinted that your normal off-the-street G1 fan wouldn't know, like, two of the combiners, Interesting. would probably know would probably know the rest mm-hmm. um i could certainly even see even...
0: victorian being one of them then
1: <laughs> exactly exactly that's what i thought like and like they mentioned they, they were talking about like they were talking about like guys i've only heard of like through random videos like mm-hmm. Lion Ly- Lion kaiser or something like that yeah those are
0: those are ones that go beyond my realm too i know right. they exist i know where they're from uh but I know virtually nothing about the actual characters. Right. and he's
1: like, no, they're not those. And I'm like, okay, great. I don't know who those people are. Yeah. It's uh, super deep on that podcast, So
0: It's interesting. It's so while it, it, I don't want people to think we're just digressing for the sake of it, but to bring it back to the actual TCG-related part of it, speculating about these, A, being fun, but B, also, depending on what minor teams we get, could boost certain tribes – so if you get the Combaticons, for example, you're going to get a tank, you're going to get probably a truck, you're going to get, well, maybe two trucks, uh, those sort of things. If you get Menasaur, you're getting a bunch of Decepticon cars. If you're getting the aerial bots, you're getting a bunch of Autobot planes. So it, right. depending on if we see, even Victorian, uh, I think it's two cars, two helicopters, and I forget what the fifth member is. Um, I thought there were six, I don't even know. I'd have to double check because Victorian is one that I'm not familiar with. I don't own her. So, yeah. um, but it would be interesting if we did get helicopters. Uh, yeah. I, I'm very curious if they would get their own tag or not, but we'll have to, another one where we'll wait and see.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I see, I see there's a cool Facebook post of, of a guy that's basically putting together all the characters to come out and trying to figure out what the ones that aren't there are. Mm-hmm. And all I can tell you is the latest list I saw I know is not true because of, certain cards that i have uh-oh there, so so, <laughs> so like the spoiler of the say. spoiler but <laughs> <laughs> all i can say is that like that list is not accurate the last one i saw put out there but that that'll probably change by the time this goes live if we get any more character right, right. Uh, spoilers anyway so of course
0: so yeah. uh, any other last thoughts before we dive into the i guess the the meat of everything
1: no all the other like mechanics that i've seen kind of are on the cards or like, you know, like influence the way they made certain cards, but that's not really like, to me, it's not like a keyword or like a mechanic type thing. We can just talk about it as the cards go
0: on. Of course. So, uh, if we dive into the actual cards, the way I have the list set up right now is characters and then the action cards, the battle cards. Okay. Um, and it's trying to go by, and hopefully I didn't mess up the order, uh, whatever the character or card number is, sure based on that that subset so the first one up is acid storm which is your anti-bold guy he's a tiny plane with some self-repair i know i wrote up some hot takes over on vector i can see some potential in this guy he's obviously variety for the sake of variety within planes but man the, the attacks being his attack being so low is concerning even at six stars or do you like this guy at all
1: I mean there's a card that came out today that makes him a heck of a lot better, but um I might have missed uh, that one. So <laughs> we'll have the, to the the, wep- the the weapon that gives you minus 1 defense cuz he has no defense to start with. So uh, Oh, that
0: one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like I said 20 seconds before we started. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, um, that would actually be really good. So people have said this is better than Skywarp and honestly, I don't even see it. Like the most the most exciting part of this guy to me is his healing ability. So um, over yeah. the anti-bold I mean, like he does certain things well, like shut down Metroplex pretty well, and yeah, will <laughs> say like shut down Dinobots, but I'm like, I don't even see it. Like, like I mean, yes, you Dinobots turn off have one card.
0: Cards, I mean, I guess well, you, you, turn you turn off Jaws and Flamethrower, Eh, right. I but I mean, the thing the is, you would
1: turn down. So
0: yeah, as we get to some of the other cards in this list, there are other ways that I think those sort of decks are going to shape up. It's not necessarily that they're going to go bold ten thousand. They may just go, right. well, I'll just have regular attack 10,000 and just punch you that way. Um, which, obviously, he doesn't help out with. One of the things that I... Mean, I he oh, he God. really hurts certain characters. Like, he really hurts Wheeljack's attack ab- ability yeah, and things like that. Barrage. But
1: like, yeah, but he's not going to... Like, it's going to be really hard for this guy to survive to make any kind of impact. So. Well,
0: and, and that's my concern. Maybe if we get that stealth card to protect him. Uh, but, so, the one of the right things I put in the write-up was... You can kind of look at it as tough X, where X is your opponent's bold. But yeah, that's fair. Even then, it's. It, if you assume they have a whole lot of bold, then maybe the flip matters so that because you have that air quotes tough, you get the heal. He could live maybe three attacks, like probably two, maybe three. Because. Uh, I would imagine your opponent playing an aggressive build with Bold is probably going to target him down first, uh, or try to. So he'll probably survive the initial attack, and then the question is, how much damage did he take? Is he just going to die off to direct damage from there? Um, yeah, see, the only thing I really
1: like about him is basically, like, if you look at your opponent's scrap pile, you can, you can basically use him as your one-shall-stand, one-shall-fall Three damage target and heal it immediately back. So in turn, he can turn one shell stand, one shell fall pretty easily against an aggressive deck into uh, a lightning, whatever the the burst of lightning is of called. Lightning. What I it's called. Yeah. yeah,
0: I can so see that's, that's like a good point.
1: Um, but that's that all I like about him, to be honest with you.
0: I don't like him in general, and I mentioned this in the write up too. It, if you're playing against bold dot deck, obviously this guy it seems like he's going to be really good. If you're not, you're probably going to hate the fact that you included him on your team. And assuming that he is still good against Bold and, you know, he's actually crippling in that matchup for your opponent, I don't like when it, me personally, and this is just the way me playing games, I don't like when it sits down, people sit down and then say, okay, I guess I just lose before turn one. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it turns out that way, it could be entirely possible this guy is only... A helper and not even enough to cripple bold decks and then okay wired is even worth it then yeah um but i think that's a lot of words about acid storm unless you had any other thoughts on him no uh so the next one's nova star whose bot artwork i saw it really small on my phone when she was released and i really thought she had like the weirdest axe in the world in her hand and then I looked at the art closer and zoomed in. And I'm like, "Oh, it's actually a blaster and like comets or something coming down in the the background or artillery. I don't know. Um, this is our fabled car truck. Do you do you care about this card at all?
1: <laughs> um, for the sake of timing, all I'll say is, I and I've said this before. I can't imagine a a quote fair card that re- would require you to have both trucks and cars in play." that would be powerful enough to make me want to pay 12-stars for this card.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's a big block of stats, um, maybe unlimited, but yeah, even with team-up tactics, my initial thought is, okay, You know, I'm not super excited. I'd rather spend those 12-stars somewhere else. I'd rather play a six-cost truck and a six-cost card in most situations. Yeah, and that's very telling, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, So, moving on from there, what about Blue Streak, who is a little bit more exciting? Uh, He is the one where when you attack and flip a white and orange and a blue, he flips to his alt mode after the attack, so he gets four defense. I like him. The problem is is that nine health has me concerned. Um, You're going to get some weird flips. You know, every once in a while, you're going to whiff. He doesn't quite line up with, say, Slipstream. Because slipstream now is really excited about green pips, which mean nothing to blue streak. Uh, what are you excited to sleep this guy up? Would you take out any of the stuff in cars or build a different car list? I mean, the fact that he's an, a,
1: a playable eight cost car means you can play Cliff Jumper, him, and Wheeljack. So, like, that's right. extremely exciting. Um, and also the fact that he has a flip as part of his combat ability, which you basically need to keep him alive, means that you're going to be. Um, Procking that that cliff jumper ability more often So that's very exciting That is true um, The typical car build Like currently already runs Like force field um, Does not run things like data pad or data bank Does not usually run things like Rapid conversion does run a decent amount of blues um, Does run rollout So like you would have to find a way To in- include more Relevant whites in your deck Right. Uh, but that might not be a bad thing it just may it may reduce your overall combat math a little bit but if you can get that consistency and it doesn't have to be like 13 13 or 14 or something like that but if you can and it, and it also if there's you're gonna have to use more cards that have like an incoming transmission type effect so like plan is exactly that so if there's more cards that have plan right um that are playable that's that's right there so Um, and, and matter of fact, there is a white that we're going to be talking about that clearly goes in that deck as well. Yeah. Um, so to me, like if, if you can get it where the drawback, I mean like not the drawback, but the difficulty of getting all three colors is mitigated. Like I think that deck's very solid as it stands right now. So I think he's good, um, for defense, extremely good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, His attack is pretty Spot on for that level of car. Yeah, you're, maybe you're getting. Better. S-
0: you're if you proc the ability, you're getting six for eight minimum. Which is yeah, but I
1: mean, like everybody gets that same attack. So like, I, I only look at the the original number. But right, but it, even five.
0: Yeah, yeah, five is not unreasonable. I don't think. Um I think it's equal to Cliff Jumper, right? Is it? Isn't I'm pretty so sure Cliff Jumper's like, five. Right, so it's the same as as the
1: eight cost cars that exist now. So like, right. He's fine. I mean, I think he's good. If you can get the ability and there's more playable whites, I think you're fine. Because you yeah. already have enough blues and oranges in the
0: deck. I think good. that's going to be the challenge, is given that we're getting that keyword plan and we are we already have some other abilities to cheat and stack the top of your deck, I think there, there's going to be enough ways to reasonably proc the ability. It's, it, something resembling reliable. Uh, yeah, the question is, are you going to have to sacrifice card quality in order to get there? And that's where it's going to get a little more interesting. But like you said, we're going to talk about some other stuff later on, and then we'll, uh, probably bring him back up. Uh, Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, I, I do like him. It's definitely interesting at the very least, and it's something I definitely want to try. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, moving on from here, this guy probably sounds familiar, and that's Decepticon Venon, which... I know you had said you looked him in the article. You had said you looked him up on TF Wiki. I could have sworn his name used to be Venom. Maybe this was another copyright thing. Yeah, it's because of
1: the the Spider Man villain.
0: Well, yeah, but Decepticon. They so what they usually do is throw Autobot or Decepticon in front of it. I I guess they didn't want to take that chance. Um, But at least do a weird spelling of Venom. I don't know. Venom sounds weird to me. Um, yeah it's fine yeah I, mean, I knew who it
1: was so oh
0: yeah and i do really like the artwork on this guy the bot artwork is really cool i don't know what the hell he is in uh in alt mode some some creepy I, thing i think he's like a beetle that can spit acid or something like that i think is what he is sure <laughs> i like um, i so i waffle back and forth on this guy because i do f- see potential but and I don't want to be a broken record already, but like without seeing more of the set, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to shape up since you Since it is when this or one of your other Insecticons is KO'd, you could try and do something with the the discard ability. I don't think I mean the Pierce might come into play depending on what other Pierce thing. So you can raise he'll have Pierce naturally, hypothetically, and then you can increase it with other effects. Um I know you had it obviously uh lengthy introduction for this guy, so I don't want to make you repeat yourself entirely but what what are you excited about this guy or are you, or are you not excited about this guy
1: um what I like is that the uh the archetype of like discard control can exist because of this guy right so like that's what I talked about at length in the in the uh the preview article so mm-hmm. um because it's probably like a click away from this page, you can probably find it pretty easily. So, Absolutely. Um, I won't. I mean, I've, I, I'll restate the, some of the hot takes I've given because that's like one paragraph. But like, I went. There's a lot of words on this guy. So oh yeah, you can definitely check him out there. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: head on over to VectorSigma.info if you want to check this guy out. There's. I do actually have some things in mind for him, but yeah, the like Scott was saying, since he this is actually the official preview that he had. Uh, Let's let's send it over there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the next one is uh, Megatron, Arrogant Ruler. So I mentioned in my hot takes that I caught a lot of flack for this guy. Uh, I've definitely warmed up to him since then, mostly because I have been seeing more equipment that's getting me excited. Um, I know you were one of the people busting my chops, Scott, that you were really, really excited about this guy. Have you cooled off at all, or are you still hot on this Megatron? No, I'm still hot on this Megatron. Yeah, he. so to elaborate for everybody. Why is he so awesome? Um, so
1: anytime a, anytime a flip ability mirrors a playable action card or a, a fringe playable action card without really costing you anything other than the flip itself. So, I mean, the reason I say that is because, for example, if you look at the common Megatron now, obviously his flip into Bob, uh, alt-mode ability Tank mode like copies ramming speed, but the fact that it costs you a card means it's not as good. Whereas this flip is just uh new design new, des- new designs, like without costing you like pitch a card from your hand to new designs. Right. Um so that's obviously really powerful. Um similar to the way that like, you know, Grimlock is supercharged, like on himself. Yep. Uh for for example. Um but the great thing about this is, the upgrade doesn't have to go on himself. Yeah, go on other characters. Um, that mode is generally the mode you want to be in most often. You don't necessarily want to attack in that mode because of his other, um, his bot mode ability to pitch an upgrade and draw two cards. Um, is what is what you want to be doing, but you want to be defending at all times in defense mode. So th- I think this is. the this is the first Megatron that has three defense. I don't think the other ones had three defense in no they
0: were all two. Even in tank mode. Yeah. Well the, the the uh the ramming speed one had three in tank mode, but he only had two attack. <laughs> okay. As exciting as that is.
1: So this is definitely the mode you want to be in. Like this is the the tank mode is the mode you want to be in. Um the combination potential with hunker down is like absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I mean, like if he's in bot mode, you hunker down. Say he has no armor on him, you get no armor on him. You flip him to tank mode. You get the new designs the other character, so you put an upgrade on the other character. So now you've gotten a flip out of the deal, an armor out of the deal, an upgrade out of the deal on 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 the other character. Like, that's a three-for-one right there. Yeah. Um, Out of a, like... And you can do insane things, like do it during combat with Optimus and things like that. So, um... Like to me he's he just does everything you want to do. Um obviously he has low attack, like most yeah. of the tanks do, and which is you know, just obviously it's weirder to think that Megatron has low attack. Um <laughs> but this yeah. is more of a support one, like the behind the scenes one. So like I've already gone on record and say I would run this guy right now over Nemesis Prime in in primes and just run three one star cards, which we'll get into. Right. Um because I think he's that good and has that much People don't understand, and I've talked to people like offline about playing Primes, and they, they put way too much emphasis on Nemesis. Like, to me, the only thing I care about Nemesis is he has two defense and 16 health. The rest of him is irrelevant. Like, he's there to take hits. Like, so, now you have the other character, not only there to take hits with a better defense, but a more active support role to Optimus, which he's how you win or lose the game anyway. So... Right. That's why I like him so much, personally. Like, I don't know that... Like, I don't care. Like, you know me. Like, I thought about it as a... Like, like, tank decks, to me, are what they are. Yeah. Like, he, I think
0: he is... He so. does... I mean, I don't want to say he does nothing for a dedicated tank list, but uh, I'm not super excited to play him in tanks, because one of their main issues is being unable to put out enough damage in an appropriate time frame. Uh, obviously, you could dump upgrades to try and buff your tanks, but I... I think you're right, he's going to find a home in other builds or create a build of his own. Um, maybe both. My good main concern that you had brought up was low attack. The replacing Nemesis, I can certainly see. One of my concerns there is there a non... Well, I, I get what you're saying about Nemesis just kind of being a body. He's just a pile of stats. But that front, that yellow stat with the attack can matter. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I that's agree. where... Pardon? I wanted to see more upgrades myself, because a lot of the, you know, once you play a weapon, you're probably never replacing that weapon in a lot of scenarios. Um, obviously, if you're throwing an ar- armed hovercraft or something along those lines, it would be sweet to just go, okay, flip this guy, drop two armed hovercrafts, photon bomb your board, not mine. Um, but it, I I'm seeing a lot more upgrades that I'm excited about and obviously there's a whole lot of cards left unrevealed that this guy's only gonna get better as we see more cards and the ability itself is well you you explained it already not to reiterate everything, but it's potentially bonkers. Yeah, the key is that like a lot of decks are you know you're
1: obviously always restrained by the one upgrade per turn, although there are a lot of cards that seem to get around that restriction right now um yeah. and ways to do it um so the key is this is another way to get around that and mm. putting you in the mode that you want to be in anyway um obviously it's draining on your hand but uh i mean like there's a lot of cards that don't see as much play as they should like like things like data pad things like matrixes
2: yeah like because if you
1: have the, if you if the playing an armor or these utilities, you're always almost always going to choose the armor. If you have the option of an untapped guy putting a weapon on him or one of these up or one of these utilities, you're almost always choosing the weapon at that moment. So this this type of ability gives more play to like data pads, matrices, things like that because right. he because all it does is cost you a flip. Yeah. And it may not even cost you that with Hunkered Out. So right. that's why I like it so much because it gives more options to the underplayed utilities and as we're about to see, me, about to see in a bit, there's even more of them
0: now. Yeah. If, like you want to play. So Exactly. And that that's where I was kinda going with it. Is that now that I see more of them, I agree with you about the ones you already named in Wave One that they could definitely get more more love in general. Uh I didn't know at the time if I wanted to go out of my way for those in this, but it's I'm the gears are starting to turn. So it, it may yeah. have taken me a little while, but um, yeah, th- I expect to see a lot of this Megatron. I was planning on trying him out anyway because the ability is wild. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, I guess we can move on from there. Cause I, I think we both <laughs> give a thumbs up to this guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, thrust is a little bit different. Um, I do like some of the more, I don't want to say edge case interactions with things like grenade launcher, uh, or other things along those lines. Obviously you can buff him or... Even something as silly as battle-ready, where it gives it to your whole team, and then you can go, okay, I'll go all-in with Thrust. Um, He does give you the option, maybe against blue decks, to, okay, well, the three attack or five attack isn't going to matter, but maybe the three extra on one of my other guys will actually let you get over the top, or hypothetically do weird things with trying to manipulate wheel turns. So now right. my guys are tapped, but I will get the last attack because of the way it, it worked out. I don't know, do you, do you see these happening, or is this... Those are all a bunch of edge cases that don't amount to much. So I think the key to understand with him
1: is that he's also going to cost you a draw phase and cost you
0: an action and
1: upgrade play. Right. Because you have to tap him, so therefore you're losing, quote-unquote, a turn um, to basically, like, pump one guy. Yeah, um, but on the flip side, his three defense is amazing. His hit points are amazing. Um, if there are more cards that they key off planes, he's one of the ones that's actually going to survive because of his defense. Number. Yep. Um, his ability is huge as a blue deck, which is what I would assume you would play this in because he has three defense to start with. Right. Um, like he's clearly not an aggro card because you you can't really afford to 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 waste those type of attackers, but. Like you said the way the the key to me is against other quote unquote other blue decks, assuming this is in a blue deck um is huge because that three attack will generally translate to exactly three damage so if you look at this like a like a like tap him to to bolt something, you probably would see more play than what he like the way he's being looked at now, yeah.
0: And if you assume um, he's soaking five again with the blue deck, I mean that that eleven health goes a long way. So, yeah, like he's not an irrelevant target either. So, right. So you're saying that you could hypothetically see it, uh, this guy seeing some fringe play, or maybe even with the big dogs.
1: I think I'll see serious play because because I think because the other thing to understand is he he never has to flip. Yes, he never wants. He never I, wants I
0: almost forgot about that. That is a very good point. So,
1: so to me, I, I think he's really good.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, I've been trying to make planes work. He doesn't necessarily have to be in a plane shell, obviously. But I'm. It's another card where I'm very curious what else is going to come out because we don't have a whole lot of buff my whole team effects, which this guy would benefit from. Um, one of the other only other things I want to say about him is, what the hell happened to his color scheme? I don't know because uh, yeah, I have oh god
1: I saw somebody post a generation 2 ramjet that also had funky colors so I wonder if they used some generation 2 art on the thrust that might have had funky colors too I maybe know.
0: I mean uh, <laughs> generation two had a lot of weird colors let's be honest <laughs> odd but yeah I have a thrust toy um and those are not his colors. Uh, no. <laughs> and they. No. Me personally, I don't like how they even look. It's not even. Oh well, he looks different. I. I just the artwork's fine. I just think the color scheme could uh, use a little love. <laughs> but, uh, <anyway>. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> let, let, enough about Thrust. So that actually closes out the character cards. Or no, it shouldn't. We should be having one more. Did I skip over one? Because we got one actually today that apparently didn't make it somehow into my list. So I'm going to stall for time by just continuing to talk and not actually bringing up anything of relevance as I go to find that card. There we go. So we're going to drop him on screen. I apologize, anybody watching, that that looks significantly weird. But we just got Blur, uh, actually, yeah. not too long before we started recording. So tell me about Blur. Are you excited by this guy? He seems wombo combo left and right. So, he's extremely difficult, in my opinion,
1: to make work, um, because you have to attack second most of the time. Like, if you assume a three-on-three match,
3: because mm-hmm.
1: he has to attack, an un- or you have to go second also, I guess is the other argument. Like, because he has to attack a tapped guy to then be able to also attack an untapped guy. Yeah. Sure. So, in order to do that... You can't attack too soon with him. You can't attack too late with him or else they won't have any untapped guys. You can't attack too soon with him or else they won't have any tapped guys. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he has to be in car mode to do this. And his attack is abysmally low.
0: Just in general, stat-wise, for a 12-cost guy across the... I mean, don't get me wrong. The ability, when it works, is super powerful. But this is one of the cards that I quite literally saw 20 seconds before we went live. I was desperately trying to throw it into both the topic list, and obviously I didn't make it into the uh, the the actual screens here. But my first reaction is, "Oh God, what <laughs> he's going to attack for zero twice?" <laughs> or, uh, I mean, you or have
1: to have either a permanent weapon that has permanent stats on it, preferably not a bold weapon, right? Like a like like an energon axe, not like a. Uh, Ironhide's blaster.
0: Um, <laughs> That's gonna feel bad,
1: <laughs> right? I guess you could have the new weapon that we saw today as well. Yes. Um, so you preferably and I mean, you preferably want a plus three weapon on him. Um, he's great with like if there's time, he's great with like other cards that you could because you can. There's now like attack adding utilities and attack adding armors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ideally want to load him up as much as possible. get those attacks off but realistically you want either or a permanent plus three weapon on him and or at least a plus three ability on him as well if not both before you even attack so if you can consistently make a deck that gets that going which like any aggro deck i guess would want to do i guess he's playable but like that's a lot that you have to manipulate the battle deck
0: and that's for half a twelve
1: your, star characters.
0: Yeah, that's half your team, just about. And right. it's okay. So you let's assume you guarantee that you have plus three attack, and then a second plus three attack ability, and upgrade or whatever. You could instead put that on a base five attack guy, or put that on Wheeljack, and get extra. Bo- it just it feels like a lot of hoops to jump through. I mean, I guess, again, we haven't seen the whole set, so maybe there will be enough static attack buffs that make it justifiable. Because the ability is crazy,
1: but... I think uh, the key to understand is this is the combiner set, which means we're going to have a lot of low-star characters.
0: That's also a good
1: point. So if combiners are good, and again, we have not seen any combiner unique battle cards and only the Predacons and their Enigma... Like this is a natural counter to them. Right. Because his three attack against their weak stats should be fine. Again, you'd still prefer to be a nine going in to begin with, like like a leap into battle and a of course. And an Energon axe, but um, assuming that doesn't happen, he's still a natural counter to those decks, regardless. They're it's... they're gonna have mm. more untapped guys, they're gonna have more tapped guys, etc. So like to me, he seems underwhelming, but that's—I think—he's underwhelming because we, because he's underwhelming because he's a natural counter to what the set offers.
0: Right, and that so that does bring up a good point. So the I'm looking at it coming from the mentality of a blue meta where right he'll a probably never activate his ability unless he already has an energon axe or something, and even if he does. You're gonna do what? Maybe two damage total, three damage total, sort of thing. Um, obviously, with an Iron John Axe, he pierce two twice. But point being is, you're not pushing that much damage. The extra attacks aren't, if they even happen, are not that exciting. But what you're saying about higher quantity, lower health and defense guys, such as the combiner parts, it's a very good point that he may end up finding a home as a result. As if the meta, if your local team or local team, local group is running combiners left and right, maybe blur is your, he's your bot.
1: Yeah. And I, I just think that like, you know, we, some of the, we may get some, some other ways to make him better, but like, you know, I just, his, his star cost is really prohibitive. Like if he, if he was 11, it might be a different story, but that 12 is like just a lot.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. And the ten ha- having double-digit health, so mentally for me, a break point is hitting that double digits on health. He does have two defense, which is important. Uh, maybe there will be enough leap into battle effects or energon axes to gives, give him some redundancy. So maybe he'll be a little sturdier. Um, it, we'll have to see. I mean, the ability is obviously has super high ceilings, but yeah, it seems like you're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops and risk a lot to maybe get it in some matchups. Yeah. Which doesn't sound very exciting when <laughs> when it's put that way, but we'll have yeah. to see how good combiners are. Uh, so let's drop Blur off, and we're going to bring up our next set of stuff, if I can find it. There it is. So now we're on to the battle cards. Uh, first one up is Bad Attitude, which is... Uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't very excited about. Uh, <laughs> do you feel any differently, Scott? Combining two unplayable cards into
1: one and removing any pips from them does not make for a playable card.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll, I'm going to feel pretty bad when I open Bad Attitude. Um, I'm going to have a bad attitude. It, uh, somebody had to say it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. it. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I have nothing else... To, valid to say about it so we'll just move on uh bolt of lightning like if, guess, oh, if
1: planes are a thing it's it's your bombing runs four through six so let's hope that
0: that happens yeah but it's only points. maybe a bombing run and it's not even as good as right. bombing run because you're not dumping all the damage it, it's not on the one guy yeah it's not I do know. x damage to one guy it's spread it I, yeah i yeah i agree i think everybody out there listening gets <laughs> where we're going with it <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry, um, <laughs> not every card has to be good. So. Yeah, it, it. You know what? It happens. Um, Bolt of lightning. This one I am actually excited about. Um, do you know, we're, it was the first one we saw that had stars on it. If I recall it was correctly, the first one you saw that had stars on it. Oh, clarification. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's it. It feels like an eternity go for me because the way my real life. Week has been and then also we just got a lot of cards so it it feels like i've been thinking about bolt of Lightning for 10 years now but i do really like this card but i will say up front i'm i don't have a good framework on how to judge what an individual star is worth and that's kind of where my challenge with all of these is coming in
1: i don't think this is worth a star and i'm the biggest proponent of direct damage you can find okay so, they, so
0: so unsell me on this.
1: <laughs> um. So, any you would want to play this in multiples, right? Obviously, uh, like one of them in your deck to make up for the twenty fifth star is not that big of a deal. Like, obviously, you would play right. it in that situation. So, like of as course. a default, one star finishing off a team, I'm fine with it. But if you assume that this card's powerful enough to want to play in multiples, I, I when you compare it to other cards we're going to see later. Mm-hmm. The fact that it has no pips is really disappointing because like I feel like this should at minimum have a green pip. Um probably Do you think having it that consistently? Orange, to be honest with you.
0: Really? Huh? I was gonna say if uh-huh. you if it has a green pip, like we were talking about earlier, every time you see it, it's gonna be in the hand. So you're you're very consistently gonna get that three damage then.
1: Well, we're going to see a card later that you're very consistently going to get two damage out of, so... Okay. <laughs> that costs you a star, so, like, I don't see what the big deal is, like, because t- it still fair. costs you a card out of your hand. mm mm-hmm. um, To me, this just... I, I don't... I don't... And, again, no one is a bigger fan of direct damage than me running Plasmaverse and one shot stand, one shot fall on most of my decks. Right. Um, I just... I don't think it's worth a star, like... Because you want to run it, because obviously it's a, it's a more powerful plasma reverse. And if you ran them on top of plasma reverse, suddenly your, your your deck is just n one chest and one shot fall. You have nine direct damage cards. You also have nine blanks. Yeah. So like, to me, I like I'd rather have nine combat blanks. Put a green on it. It could have a white on it. it, it I honestly believe it could have any color on it, and it would still only be more playable. To me, the fact that it has no pips. Just is really difficult compared to the other one-star cards we've seen.
0: So, I mean, we'll get into this as we talk about the other one-star cards, but do you foresee yourself right now building 22-star decks intentionally, or are you intending... I mean, this one you had already said, if you hit 24, okay, throw it in there, barring one of the other ones being more important. But are you... you're saying you're not going to go out of your way for this one specifically, but you might for others, if I'm Correct. hearing you right? Okay. Uh, Correct. And I could see that. Um, I, As I said, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to evaluate a single star. I know I'm definitely going to try those 22-star builds just to, to see. Uh, there are some other ones that, yeah, I definitely want to try first before Bolt of Lightning, but...
1: And all that being said, as uh it stands right this second, if I was to shift, for example, to the Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend Megatron 10-star list, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: with the three stars remaining of the one-star cards we've seen so far, I would choose this over what I consider to be the more powerful one because of the way that deck wants to operate. Right. But I can tell you there will be other ones coming out that are more suited for the deck.
0: Ooh. Well, with that, we'll... uh we'll lead into our our next no stars on this guy um Mm -hmm. this is confidence which since we're going by the the set number its pairing will show up later uh this is not quite autobot only um it is yeah i mean it it (laughs) is in reality (laughs) i was trying to say it doesn't literally say you you have to do it but it it basically does. It isn't constructed. It might not be in limited play. It isn't constructed, right? Uh so the it's a card draw So I don't want to say inspiring leadership for Orange, but inspiring leadership for Orange. The fact that you get to play another action, like, it, say, tell me something negative about this. <laughs>
1: I can't because I had a huge I had a huge argument about it today with somebody. Oh, um,
0: did you, I did I? It must have been during my uh, the time when yeah. I couldn't see anything. So
1: um. because it because it quote doesn't create card advantage, and I'm like that doesn't matter in this game because card card quality is better than card quantity in this game. Right. If I you mean, die with one card in your hand more than your opponent. Congratulations! Like you, you still didn't win. Like the point of any, and I said this. I don't remember how many podcasts ago. If you could draw everything you needed without having to play any card draw effects in your deck every single turn, you would win every game. But the fact that we don't live in that world, and it's random because it's a deck of cards, mm. you need effects like this. Right. So if you're going to put a draw two, discard two, and an orange pip, and you can play another ability, and I'm not playing in some Christmas land where I'm going to play a brainstorm or another one of the years, get no advantage, um. It's powerful because you're smoothing out your hand. So, like, it acts as a semi treasure hunt or a semi inspiring leadership, assuming right. you didn't have an upgrade in your hand you wanted to play. It allows you to play an action immediately again. So, it's a redundancy on your actions that you wanted to play. And it has an orange pip. So, outside of, I, I guess, outside of like, is this better or worse than incoming transmission in the aggro deck? And I think it's probably a little bit worse. That's the only argument I can see you you would make in like an Autobot aggro deck. It may be a little bit worse I,
0: than Incoming Transmission, but it may be yeah. not. I don't know. Well, I could see so, where it would be hypothetically better, um, right? So if you draw another active action. Well, that um, I've ha- definitely had scenarios where okay, I want to Dino Chomp this turn.
1: Exactly. That's uh, the number one. That's the number one argument for it is Dino Chomp, in my opinion, because yeah. you're going to lose the rest because your card advantage means nothing at that point anyway.
0: Or even yeah, or go dig for a Dino Chomp. Let me go... Exactly, find that's right. what I mean. Like, Yeah, it's just... I, I'm just reiterating for the sake of right. emphasis. It's... Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: And it, I didn't see the, the conversation that you were having because I've been trying to catch up on stuff, but it's... I would love to play Inspiring Leadership. Like, prior to Wave 2, I would love to have played Inspiring Leadership in every deck. Because... Exactly. Digging that many cards is huge. And... There's a lot of interactions with dumping things into your scrapyard anyway, because I've always been trying to build Jetfire decks. But uh, the fact that this doesn't cost you any actions, which is often the more constrained resource on your turn. Yes. Like, you could always play... I don't know, I... I'm struggling to find something negative to say about it. Like I said, that's why I punted it to you to say, tell me something bad. I, I only saw this card. Well, I, this is literally the first time I'm seeing it. Cause I knew it was there. I, I pulled it up so we could put it on the show. And, uh, it's yeah. bad when you top deck it. Well, you have nothing, no other cards in your hand. That's I, I guess. That's
1: yeah. It. I mean, like, <laughs> there's no other card in the game right now besides its counterpart that like when you draw it off the top, it does nothing. So in fairness, when you draw this off the top, it does nothing. And you have another cards in your hand. So I can I, see that argument. That's about
0: it. I guess maybe, depending on whether that Decepticon, or maybe not Dece- necessarily Decepticon, but the discard focus builds become a thing, maybe that'll cause this to lose some value uh, for exactly that reason. Or if, you know, you, you end up stripping their hand down to a point where they can't do anything. I don't know. I really like this thing. I'm excited about playing it. Yeah, same. Uh, so moving from there, we have Decepticon Crown. Um I misread this the first time because I thought it was the guy that it's on gets plan one, but it's whenever any of your Decepticons attack. It doesn't necessarily have to be that Decepticon. Um, Which definitely made it better. I'm not overwhelmed (laughs) by it in general. The green pip definitely makes it interesting and I may be a broken record with this one. Slipstream is probably going to be very happy about this. uh, Assuming that there's room for that in that deck, because it'll let you set her up in multiple ways, whether you flip it or you've played it. Um, yep. Beyond that, it it seems fine, but if we're getting all of these other super exciting upgrades, do I want to burn my upgrade for the turn on this? Is that how you feel about it, Scott, or are you excited for this one? That's how I
1: feel about it. Um, the only thing I wanted to say is like I made this clarification in the Facebook group and joe made the same well i told joe about it so he made the clarification in the youtube video that they covered uh, over at wreck and roll it does if you were to have multiples in play you do not have plan two you have two instances of plan one because the card does not say give somebody plan one there, there's a there's a difference there right if it said give someone plan one you would then get plan two but this is a, there's a, an arrow or a colon or something that says, like, do this action, so you stack two plan one abilities, so technically you could, like, put two cards on top of your deck, like, the way right. you could incoming transmission, and then use Snarl's ability now, which I think I've done all of twice in my entire life. <laughs> uh, but, but it is possible
3: yeah.
2: to
1: put four oranges on top, which I have done both times. Obviously, that's why you would do yeah. it. Um, it. Oh, go ahead. So, but was... no, like, I don't understand why this card, like, similar to the matrix, like doesn't have a static plus one attack or plus one. Yeah. Like that.
0: I was so. really hoping for that. I mean, there is the argument, and this was what I was going to bring up that because it's a green pip, you're air quotes guaranteed to get it every game because you're probably going to see it uh, if you want it. So if you always have plan one on, will assume your entire team is Decepticons. All of them always have plan one. Is that good enough? I'm not sure yet. Uh, I I, honestly don't know. It's It seems really strong, but at the same time, okay, well now I've dumped my whole hand on top of my deck. I'm just playing off the top. I, I don't know.
1: Like, it's a finisher on a wheel. T-
0: right. When you have more guys than
1: them and hmm. you're playing an aggressive deck, like, I, I, I don't... I can't see the scenario where, like, it's all that good, which is unfortunate.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Would you play this as a one-off? Uh,
1: as it stands now, probably not, compared to
0: other options. Because that's where I'm thinking it may end up, uh, because of the green. Like we had talked about earlier, it, by virtue of having a green pip, you'll probably see it. And it's, oh, well, in this matchup or, or you know, this specific scenario, I do want this. Okay, I'll go get it sort of thing. Um, so maybe there, but yeah, in general, it I like plan as a keyword. I'm just not super excited about this specific instance of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, moving from there, enemy combat analysis, this is the one that buffs, uh, a guy if they're punching someone that's the same number, or, well, battling, so they could be defending against something with the same number of stars. Um, I wasn't super excited about it at first. I did mention my write-up, and I think a bunch of other people, you probably as well, said, well, what about the literal combiner wars, where both teams might be all fives? Okay, now your guy is plus two, plus two. Um... I realize giving something going from one to three defense or two to four is pretty big. So if sevens and eights are common, maybe it's a thing. It's a green pip. So you could, like we were just talking about, make it an air quotes tutor target as a singleton. I feel like I'm I'm really reaching here though. <laughs> and you know, is that how you, are you excited about this at all? I know I've been saying that a lot, but like is this something you inc- plan on sleeving up? Yeah, I think a
1: month... I think a few weeks into a month to a month and a half into the Wave 2 meta, this should be a one of in every single deck. You think so? Because you should know what your opponents are going to be playing, and as long as you know you're playing a deck that's either the exact same of those mm-hmm. or or has the same exact star cost, I see no reason you wouldn't run this.
0: That's a... Um, yeah. So That's the scenario that I... Probably didn't articulate very well as I was rambling there, but that's because it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything. It's just a blank that, like, if you need it, is insane. So, mm-hmm. like, but I guess is that yeah. worth the cost of? Is so if it if it isn't enabled, it's literally a blank a hundred percent of the time. Whether you flip it, whether you uh, play it,
1: it will win you games when it is right, obviously. So, like. I'm willing to accept that. And especially with the type of decks I build that usually have, like, inspiring leadership or... Confidence? (laughs) Right. Ways to sift through my deck, like, I would certainly see myself playing. This is a one-of in most of my decks. Yeah. Especially once a meta settles down and you expect to see guys of your cost, especially if, like you said, the combiner teams is the obvious, but, like, there's... If you're flame war against the combiner teams, if you're...
0: Even barrage, know, you, who was kind you, when of showing up it? in a lot of places, barrage or wheeljack, that yeah. you know they're both common characters, not literally common rarity, but the, you know you're going to see them a lot, and those are also common slots. So that I think it's interesting to start thinking about and looking at teams in that fashion. Maybe you guys were already doing it, but I don't think I really was consciously of. Okay, well, is it ten ten five? Is it? nine eight whatever you know and then filling in now that they're playing around with battle cards with stars it now creates those interesting interactions this way or or interesting pre-game interactions of your deck construction yeah I agree um but I can definitely agree with you and that's like I said I in my exhausted stumbling stuttering state is <laughs> yeah this guy is gonna I could see it being a a singleton tutor target i guess I'd, i there's got to be a better term because it's not really tutoring uh yeah i mean
1: this i think this is almost a two one out of a green card to be honest with you
0: right and that's what i expected so it also is cool that it's a utility it's in yet another thing like you would said earlier about more utilities showing up with stat buffs and relevant mm-hmm. ones in this case like two two is is a lot so yep. uh going from there we got erratic lightning which is today one of today's i believe uh I like this thing a lot. Um are you excited about this or do you not you're not a huge fan of this one?
1: No, I'm a huge
0: fan. Okay. It just making sure cuz this seems like the times when you're going to play it, the drawback is completely irrelevant, so it's just a better Ironhide's laser. Uh
1: I mean, this is a this is a this is a topic for another day, but like mm. There seems to be a big argument as to, and this is like the Megatron argument that I got into with you. Mm -hmm. At one point, like, is two health worth one defense? And generally, the defense is going to hold itself out better in a defensive deck, and the health is going to matter more in an aggressive deck. Right. Or I guess you should say the defense is exactly parallel in an offensive, in an aggro deck because you're not going to necessarily be able to defend more than one attack anyway. So it's all just one giant number right. added together. So because this is an aggro card, like y- you have to figure out whether or not the combat math is going to change on your guys by giving them one minus, minus one defense. And it's going to help your guys by giving them plus three attack. I bet you it's probably going to help them giving you plus three attack because that's gigantic. Yep. Um, It's just whether or not the minus one defense even matters. I can tell you, it's irrelevant on guys like Kickback. It's irrelevant on guys like RC. It's obviously irrelevant on guys that have defense.
0: Like Scrapnel, um, <laughs> who right. is super or, excited about this?
1: Right. Um, it's obviously irrelevant on most planes. It's irrelevant on mo- But see, where it's not irrelevant is it's not irrelevant on Dinobots. It's mm. not irrelevant on...
0: Um, see, I would have said, depending on the p- build for planes, yeah, guys, it's going to matter for them because a lot of them do have only a single defense. And although they do have a big chunk of of hit points, that's why it, it may matter is because you're probably going to have two or three hits. So maybe that defense matters. I, uh, maybe. it it Again, it's going to come down to sitting down and, okay, what are the expected attack values you're going to see versus uh, what you're actually going to be able to actively soak?
1: Like it's not going to matter on Bumblebee. It is going to matter on Wheeljack. It's not going to... I don't like. It may matter on guys like Prowl going from like eleven total to ten total, right? Um, so, like, I think I think guys with two defenses where you it has you have to do the math, yeah. Which I'll probably do the math for most people. So, like, I'll figure <laughs> that.
0: Tune in um, next time for more right. VectorSigma.info. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, I'll do my own math. It'll probably be wrong, and they'll go, "Oh, that's what I should have." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like looking oh in the back God. of the math book as a kid.
1: <laughs> you like you don't want to play you know on three defense guys that typically want to have like you know oh yeah, want to yeah. use that armor to defend um right but if there's like like somebody said use it on blue streak like that's clearly incorrect um wait somebody what,
0: why would, would you want to use it on I, blue streak I,
1: I, I don't know um don't, i don't know <laughs> okay because um, i guess he has no attack he has no defense in Bot mode, so I, I I was confused,
0: I guess, but yeah, um, the whole point is to flip him, so he has a whole lot of def- whatever. I, I don't want <laughs> keep going, <laughs> and, and surprisingly, I was there actually
1: aren't as many characters that have no defense that you'd think out there. I was actually kind of surprised, like mm-hmm. how how many quote aggro cards actually have like one defense. So like right. I don't think that matters all that much, but I was just kind of surprised like you don't want to put this. you don't want to put this on Flame War, obviously. like you oh. don't want to put this on defensive cards like that so it's extremely powerful in the decks that want it and it's probably still playable in the decks that like you have to make a decision because you know like you look at somebody like snarl like he may be able to survive attacks because it was two defense but he definitely would want to put a double orange on top and get to eight before the attack starts yeah so like I don't see how this isn't extremely playable. Uh, and like, I'm honestly surprised it's a common to be honest with you. Like, well, it, it, it
0: is a, appreciated that it's a common, uh, so yeah. that there are some other options out there, um, for especially people playing on a budget or are just starting out. And it, yeah, I, I expect to see a lot of this in our future. I, I'm very curious because a lot of people were hesitant to run static laser of ironhide. I'm very curious to see if people like this better, more readily, and whether that was influenced by static laser or is psychologically the minus 1 defense not as bad as taking 2 damage. I don't know, it's it, that's not just... as bad as, It's not as bad as taking 2 damage. Well, yes, but I mean to somebody who you know, if if you slam those two cards down in front of somebody and said which one's better in a vacuum, I guess a lot of I think a lot of people are hesitant to just soak the 2 damage in general. Right. So I'm I'm curious which one people gravitate towards anyway. I mean, it's it's going to depend on what... Competitively, it'll depend on what matters, but it, it's just kind of a... Uh, I don't want to call it a social experiment, but it, I'm just curious <laughs> what people end up it, it liking, I guess, at the end of the day. This will see a lot of play. Oh, yeah. So uh, what about evasive maneuvers? Which one's that? That's the uh, blast shield with tough. Oh, no, don't like it at all. Do you like it as a replacement force field?
1: Uh, I stop. I cut force
0: field from most of my defensive lists. So. Right. Well, the no, were, you, so, were you cutting no, force field because wrong. it's a white pip? Is really, I guess, the question, or because you just didn't want more armors? I don't want force field in my defensive decks
1: because the pips do the job for me, and it like I don't need. I would play it over field in defensive decks. Let's put it that way, but I still right. wouldn't play force field in defensive decks, so I don't know what that says.
0: Yeah, and that, I guess the, the question's a little bit loaded there that it's, uh, <laughs> or I guess it was setting you up for that anyway, because that, that was yeah. part of my write-up was just, in blue decks, hypothetically, this would be better than force field because you're probably not getting tagged for, you know, 25, or, you know, the absurd numbers work themselves out by virtue of you just having Probably high defense and then flipping blues. So Force Field will either never trigger, or you'll draw it when you have exactly four health left. So maybe this works. Uh, tank decks might be okay with it, because it's yet another armor. I don't know. So, so
1: Hunger Down, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or like defensive jet fire type things. I can see that. That's about it.
0: Yeah, It. I was trying to, to reach for potential uses for this one. But yeah, it's not... I'm not surprised it's worded the way it is, but it it makes it tough to utilize, barring us getting more recursion effects. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Field communicator. So this is pretty exciting. This is the multi-tool slash multi-mission gear combo one. Um, Oh, it's better than that. Well, (laughs) yes. I mean, (laughs) just for audio only listeners, they have an idea what we're talking about. I really like this thing. This is also, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of upgrades that made me more excited about Megatron. Maybe not necessarily. I mean, you could create scenarios for this. But just in general, it's cool to see utilities providing buffs, like combat buffs, as well as doing stuff like this. Uh, Do you have, to circle back to what we said about another one, do you have anything negative to say about this card? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope. All right. Everybody play it on to the next. No. Uh, so it the doesn't bother you like the de- top of your deck and doesn't have to be played on the character that it's coming out of. Yeah. It's and stacks with Wheeljack and I was about to say, is
0: Wheeljack him. a specialist in his alt mode?
1: Only in his alt mode. Only it's in the a, alt mode. Okay. It 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 is redundant with Windblade, who I talked at length about last time yep. I don't know how powerful she was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the fact that this does not cost you a card out of your hand, the only negative I can see is if it's redundant with some other piece of upgrade that you already have in play and you don't want to replace because you flipped over the worst version. And that's assuming you can't plan or incoming transmission, which we talked at length with with, with Windblade. Like, yep. uh, I see, I, I see no reason... If you have a single specialist in your deck to not play three of this card,
0: yeah it
1: it is it's a white, so like there's yeah. no reason not to play this card.
0: I uh, I put it in my brief write up about this. It's let's assume you only put good cards in your deck. Would you like to play more of them? Probably yeah, exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly. So if you're not actively putting bad cards in, this guy's probably going to work out for you.
1: Um, Not to mention that plan is in the set is one of the keywords, so clearly this is gonna this is
0: gonna be insane. Oh yeah, you're you're gonna be seeing a lot of these in either your sleeves or your opponent's sleeves. Yeah. Um, so what about focus fire?
1: Um so I like it in design concept. I don't like it in, as a card. Um mm-hmm. I only like it in, with Thundercracker.
0: Yeah, Thundercracker is gonna be very happy about this.
1: So, Thundercracker, Slipstream, X, Plane, right. could work. If there's a 9, co- well, Thrust, I guess, maybe. Mm. Um, I mean, Thundercracker really likes this card. I guess Dinobots maybe like this card, or like any bold-based deck may like it. It's just that, I, I don't... Do you get plus one attack and bold one, or just bold
0: one? Just bold one, and then you get to play another one. So, it's... Uh, I, I like the... So it's green, double green. Obviously, like you said, slipstream, thundercracker. It's. I don't know how much I'm gonna want to hold on for the third one. So I guess right. is build a supercharge good enough? Well, um, build is,
1: well. It's more than that. It's the second one is a supercharge. The third one is like even more than that.
0: Well, no, it's, it's gonna be- so it's one of your characters gets bold one. Where uh-huh. for each focus fire you've played this turn, one of your characters gets bold once. So then it's bold one and then bold, bold two, two, right?
1: And then bold three. So it's bold six
0: altogether. Yes, yeah. So I'm saying in the scenario where you only play two of them. So if you're not holding out for that third one,
1: I mean, on the wheel turn, it's insane if you have more than one attacker. Right. I just don't think that you can get all three in your hand by then. Uh, maybe in a bold base deck you would that's the point mm-hmm. but you like if you over more than one at the same time then you're it's a real feel bad moment i guess right um i i don't know like outside it's good in thundercracker let's start there and see like how good it is there because that's the only scenario i can see like if some kind of aggro thundercracker deck work because that because it can get him huge let's be honest like you oh, can get him
0: to what? like you're gonna live the dream once and never wanna play right. anything else again because it's gonna feel awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean like he I mean he easily is like, you know, massive. So mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of there's a lot of combat we've seen so far with Thundercracker. So like I'm I'm excited for that. Um Yeah. That's a scenario where I can see playing it right now. Like otherwise I just I think you're gonna have scenarios where like you flip over two during a combat, you're not allowed to pick up both of them that's going to be terrible. Like, you're going to be... Because you're not playing bad cards, like you said. I mean, the only thing is, like, you pitch your double oranges, you're not going to play, or something like that.
0: Well, that... Yeah, what I was going to say is, I still need to play around, like, actually play with the green pips and see how much of an... Because there's naturally going to be scenarios where you go, well, actually, I don't really want to throw this thing away. Um, Exactly. And then it's... Yeah, your focus fires are now buried... I don't know, I'm going to, I got to see what the ratios come out to be, how it feels actually playing, it because it seems really good green pips that is on those tutor targets, like we talked about earlier with enemy combat analysis. For something like this, where you're going in assuming you want it all the time, obviously there's going to be some scenarios, and the obvious answer is, well, just then don't pick it up, but you are going in assuming that you're going to have it all the time, and that's what the whole deck is predicated on. I don't know, I I, I want to try it, if it's good enough with only playing two, you know, running one out and then playing the second one, then fine. If it has to be three, then I feel like this one's going to fall apart. I mean,
1: the, the key to remember
0: is that it doesn't
1: have to be the same targets for both of them, so again, right. that's where the uh, the, wheel turn. the wheel turn is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Mounted Missiles is probably the card you were referring to earlier as the exciting star cost card was it did i guess right
1: which one is it mounted missiles oh yeah this is this is this is the one
0: so it i guess the the obvious question is we talked about earlier with bolt of lightning are you building 23 star card teams you mean 22 or 22 excuse me yeah 22 star teams to play three copies of this
1: I would, but I think it's more realistic. You're going to play two of them in 22, 23 star card teams. But yes, I would. I mean, mean, this is this is powerful.
0: It's astounding. Like I, let me ask you this: Would you be? I mean, obviously it would be worse. But if this was strictly a weapon, would you? No, I would not run it. You would not run it. The, I mean, I mean, they, it's still
1: powerful with a double arm pit, but this is like, over, there's nothing bad about this card. The only downside is its star cost, and you can get around that easily.
0: Yeah, they, given and even if it doesn't work out right now, let's assume worst case scenario that the the teams and compositions just don't work out. That you have stars to spare, we're going to get more characters in more sets. Those combinations are going to open up no matter what. It, it, this card is wild. That's the only way to describe it. The fact that it can go anywhere that you want, any slot that is uh the double pip, the I don't know. I don't This is another one where it's okay. I'm I'm ready to run this right now. Let give me these cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only the only the only thing that I think this card sets up is there may not be a a regular double orange card in the set because mm-hmm. this covers that.
0: I could I could see them being very cautious about future doubles. If for no other reason than, well, you want to make sure that you're not just making everything so super consistent. The kickback is perpetually 16 damage right off the bat sort of thing. Right. Um, It is notable that unfortunately poor Metroplex can't run this one, so sorry Metroplex fans. Poor combiner Predaking can't run it. Yeah, exactly. But maybe the smaller combiners, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we have really nothing but positive things to say about that one. But what about Noble's Blaster? So this was another one from today, I believe. Um, it's the Autobot version where, while they're attacking a Decepticon, they get pierced too, and it's green blue. Plus, it's the better primary laser.
1: Yeah. So I see no reason not to run these primary laser. Right. Laser. Now there aren't a lot of those right now, but this it's- is another. I think I would run this. In a one or two of in most of my decks. Right. And since Assuming the Pierce is relevant. I, I don't know if it will be.
0: Right. The uh, The fact that it doesn't require that your entire team is Autobots or anything like that, uh, and just put on an Autobot so you could still have a mixed faction team, uh, is pretty cool. I'm glad that they didn't lock you out of it. Um, it's also, like you said, as a tutor target because of the green pip, it's has that option, where you'll just randomly go, oh, well, most of the time it's fine, and then this oddball scenario, it's great.
1: Yeah, I, I just think a uh, um, a plus two weapon that you can make sure you have in your hand is powerful, because you certainly have turns where I don't have an upgrade to play. Right. So there's a hobby around that, exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm. It's not something that's setting the world on fire, but it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to being able to play. Yep. Uh, what about Reckless Charge? The I don't know if I have a good feeling on what the community thought about this one, as far as whether they were positive about it, negative about it, or just completely indifferent. I see some uses, but I I'm not entirely sure yet. Outside of those uses.
1: So I think the thing to understand is most decks, and I'm going to say this is outside the corner case of Optimus Battlefield Legend. Mm. Most decks that would run this can copy the effect through supercharge, assuming you build your deck right. Right. So that being said, supercharges to cause your guy to have three damage at the end of the turn. Right. This does. So, also, that being said, guys like Blur really like this card. Um, so like guys that can attack twice, obviously, right? Um, Mirage really likes this card, for example. Assuming his ability ever goes off,
0: um, <laughs> well, there's that. So,
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: it it's powerful. It will see play. Um, I mean, it, four attack is a lot. Um. We've seen it with grenade yeah. launcher, where that can be significant, given that it's guaranteed. Although, I agree with you, you in most aggressive scenarios, you could just run supercharge and be fine.
1: I mean, Grimlock really likes this card.
0: Yeah, that was one of the ones I had in my head. <laughs> um, I had misread it initially, I thought it did 3 damage immediately, so... Slipstream it'd be a lot better or, than it'd be a lot better than yeah, because then ransack and slipstream would be much more excited about this. Um, and fact, draw next. yes, yeah. that too. <laughs> uh, which is probably exactly why they decided to do it at end of turn, but um, well, also because that way you can't die
1: right away, like you can actually use it to kill somebody and then you would die otherwise. So, right. like, this actually gives the attacker the advantage, unlike, like, I guess, well, one shot, that one job, causes a draw, so like. It's to avoid you dying, I think is why they did it.
0: That yeah, I'm sure that was also a factor in it. it. Like I said, given that it's four attack, it I'm sure it'll end up in some at least some decks, but I would assume if you don't have a way to take advantage of the damage being there, I don't know if it like you said, it it I don't want to say a worse supercharge, but it could just be supercharge. <laughs>
1: I mean, any buff that has an orange built in is going to be powerful.
0: So. Right, of course. Uh, any aggressive deck is going to at least eyeball it. Uh, the next one is Scoundrel's Blaster, which is uh, the Decepticon version of the other one. Um, so, well, you'll play it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just move on. <laughs> right. Uh, Swindled is... Now, this one... So, previously, Confidence lets you play an action. Swindled is lets you play an upgrade. Um, If you began with a only Decepticon team, are you as happy with this one as you are with confidence? Oh yeah, because
1: um, imagine you could have, it's half a treasure hunt being able to play the upgrade right away and still having your upgrade ability for the turn. Right. So this allows you to play a more slanted upgrade heavy deck, things like Megatron Living Weapon or the new Megatron or Thrust. Yep. Um, like, can you imagine like playing two weapons, one on thrust and one on the thrust target in the same turn? I mean, like, <laughs> I know that's it's going to good, but it's not.
0: So I don't much. know if it is because, right? You have to. You're seeing, you know, at least five cards, well, six cards. Um, if you're going second, well, you right. wouldn't be able to play the second one that turn. But you know, you're going to see enough cards, and if you're building your deck with that in mind that doesn't seem unreasonable.
1: Yeah. So that's why I like it. I yeah. especially like it with Russ, which is funny because dirge is on the card.
0: Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> so at least swindles actually on it. So <laughs> they did get that and they're doing their laundry or something. I, I don't remember this scene. Exactly. Yeah, I heard that they're doing their laundry. <laughs> um, so the last one we have is vandalize. And, I remembered everybody talking about it, but I only saw the card image. I didn't actually see the text. Now that I'm looking at the text, I'm not incredibly excited. Uh, It's probably, like, every once in a blue moon, a double ramming speed.
1: I don't like this card at all. It's not worth a star.
0: Yeah, it just seems like it's way too much. I could just play ramming speed. 90. Now, that being said, if if a lot of these Megatron decks or something similar starts showing up, maybe this is them them being wizards putting it in preemptively, I guess. Maybe this is a, a hint at what's to come that we're going to get a lot more Megatron new design style effects, and this is a reasonable card to play then. Um, I... Like, clearly it's too powerful that it was a wrath of
1: God for your opponent's upgrades.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: if it even even if it, even, if it'll, even if it said like destroy a you know up to a weapon, a armor, a utility, for one star it'd be infinitely more playable than this because <sighs> I think the point was made and you made it earlier subtly in the podcast, even tonight. All you really care about is killing armor. Right as it stands right now, even the utilities we've talked about, most of them are coming to play abilities. So like, even they don't, even they've already done their job. Right. Weapons have done their job at least once. So how many times are you going to kill more than one armor in play? I mean, is that worth a star for the situations where you may kill more than one arm? Right. I mean, like, come on.
0: I'm surprised we, and again, there's plenty of cards left for the, to be revealed. Uh, and I'm sure now that I say this, we will get a lot of them tomorrow. But I, I'm surprised that we have not seen more utilities that are providing armor. To my knowledge, it's literally only aerial recon up to this stage uh, in Wave 1. And It's powerful, that's why. Well, yes, but if we see... Because you, you had reiterated the point about popping armors. If we see more utilities that provide armor do you feel that this card goes up in enough value to justify its existence?
1: No, because I don't think, you're often, I don't think your opponent's going to have more than one of the same upgrade type in play. Now, this might change, given all the cards we've mentioned so far that allow you to cheat how many actions you're doing in a turn.
0: Right. That's. This is all hypothetical, that your opponent can dump a lot into play, and it's relevant things that you're destroying. It's not, okay, well, I played two weapons with thrust, and, oh, I just blew up your guy. Well, now it doesn't matter if you scrap the weapons, because your guy's already dead. Um, it would have to be armors, and then these hypothetical armor utilities, I guess. It's really, it's really good against mounted missiles, because there are always weapons,
1: no matter what slot they're in. Right. But it, it just... it This isn't worth a star, in my opinion. I, mm. I just... I kind of don't get it in a way like I, I mean if you had made it if you had made it if you had made this blank and not cost a star it would probably see more fringe play than the way it will now but this is by far the worst of these one star costing cards that I've seen obviously we've only seen three there's supposedly seven in the set okay. um so this is this is I, I can't imagine playing this over either of the other two so far right like if it was blue, you might see it might see play in understarred blue decks. But the fact that it's orange, I I don't understand what what aggro deck is going to run this there, over.
0: Is disarm Ramis the team. only blue upgrade destruction? Air quotes. Yes. It, yes. I'm I I'm sure well, on a whiteboard and, and draw
1: arms and drill arms.
0: Right. Okay. Good point. Because I was going to say I, that on a whiteboard somewhere they probably say okay orange. Destroys upgrades. Blue does not, but drill arms kind of throws that out the window, um, and maybe that would be an explanation as to why this is orange as opposed to blue. I mean, it's a templating thing. If if ramming speed cost
1: is an orange, mm. you can't make a better ramming speed, like or else ramming speed wouldn't see play. So the only way to make it better, quote unquote, that it could in corner case scenarios destroy more than one upgrade at a time only your opponents i might add like you know you could make a you, know, you could make a, a mirrored effect that would destroy more than one upgrade and still call, still give you an orange right but in order to make a single targeted enemy only lose more than one upgrade card it obviously has to be and still have an orange it has to be worse than than um, ramming speed and the only way to do that that they've done so far is to put a star cost on it i just don't think that that scenario is going to happen long enough to cost you something up front that affects the way your deck is built
0: right and I could, I can get behind that, at least at this stage. Barring we see something showing up in the unknown cards. A number of other new design effects or a bunch of armors and utilities. I guess, so here's another hypothetical for you. If there's an armor that goes in the, we've already talked about the utility slot, but let's say there was a good armor that goes in the weapon slot. So we get mounted missiles that's plus two armor double blue which as i'm saying that seems ridiculous but <laughs> uh, if it was plus one armor double blue i still think it's ridiculous and yeah i as the words were coming out of my <laughs> mouth i'm like i don't this is not a good example but <laughs> um i guess maybe if something like that shows up this gets it de- it, it
1: depends like cuz like the number one target in defensive decks right now is optimus and it's still not as good as ion blaster right so like that's the problem like so it's gonna be tough i don't know like i your hypothetical one obviously you want to run it against well yeah (laughs) um but like it was a reinforced plating that could go anywhere
3: Mm.
1: maybe um i i I don't know again this is another card where i wish it was orange green and then maybe it would see more play because that way you just always have one there's so Which, many cards that I wish they would just stick green on
0: mm.
1: because of the downside to them. But, well, I think that
0: know? that answers exactly why they don't, is because always having access to that may push out those sort of decks. So they, given the cards that they've been showing us, they want you to be able to build, I'm going to dump all the upgrades and play. And if your opponent will literally every single game blow them all up, that kind of invalidates it, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Mm. Tell me a deck right now,
1: outside of like now that you know one star battle cards exist and you want to think about how to do it. Tell me a deck right now that does well in tournaments that is under twenty five stars. I'll give you a hit. The answer is there isn't
0: one. Well, that I was do- I was trying to find one. Like, <laughs> I, maybe a wheeljack thing, or
1: that's that's the thing. You, you could make one. Because now you know there's a reason to
0: make them. Oh, it, well, yes. You were if previously there was no reason to, like, there was no advantage to being under twenty-five. You had no, no uh, incentive to do it, and you actively
1: weren't going to be. Right. But, like you, like to me, twenty-four is not good enough because you're not going to draw the card well enough. Because again, none of the ones have anything to do with green. Right. You want Mounted Missiles in and Bolt of Lightning both in multiples every single game. Again, they don't have green. Um, and to be honest with you, Mounted Missiles is the one you can get away with only running one of it because it's insane at all times of the game. Yeah. So, like, that's the one you might be able to get rid of running less, but, like, I don't know. So,
0: well, like, that's why I was saying it. it's... If this was green, you could run it as a one-of... I feel that it would inv- potentially <clears throat> and without playing it obviously, it could potentially invalidate those all in on upgrade strategies, which seem to be something they want to support.
1: Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about car we both don't like.
0: It, yeah. So. <laughs> so I guess we'll <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um yeah. those are all the previews that we've received to this point. Uh obviously there's gonna be more. So um, I guess just to wrap it up, Scott. Where what's coming up? Where can people find you? Where uh, are we looking for exciting new things from Victor Siba?
1: So, we have three more previews to do ourselves. Ooh. Um, which by the time you hear this, maybe it'll only be two more if I can get the articles out. Um, but I doubt it because I don't have anything ready to go on Friday. So, um, there's kind of no rush. We have till March 1st. Right. Um, I assume eventually Watsu will put out the entire spoiler on their Facebook page. So, like, I don't want to get cut off by that. Um, The one thing, a couple things I'll say is we update the spoiler as soon as the spoilers come out um, on the spoiler page. But we try not to give our hot takes on anything until 24 hours after the card comes out. And and to be honest with you, we can't meet that schedule anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, please understand that... Uh, content creators who got these previews and it's you know it's not every content creator that's out there um we've earned these previews by our our involvement in the community and or our play and our communication with watsi so um please make every attempt to actually absorb the content that they're in there because the content creators spent a lot of time on them so don't just take a picture of the spoiler and like. I start talking about it in a Facebook group. I have permission from people to put them on the on the on the spoiler list right away. Um, so that's why I seem like I'm breaking my own rule, but um, that's because I have permission from the content creators to do that. So um, just make sure you observe the content. I watch the video that people have had on them as well. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's part of the reason why I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that we at least had the uh, where the spoilers came from as part of the list. I'm going to try and continue to do that as we go through spoilers. Um, we'll, since, as Scott said, we do have until March 1st, which is still a ways away, unfortunately, uh, don't be surprised if we get some weeks where it's actually thin on spoilers, and then we'll be returning to, I guess, your regularly scheduled content, obviously sprinkled with whatever we happen to get during that time slot so uh if again if i messed up who got which spoiler i apologize again uh but definitely like scott said make an effort to consume the content that the content creators are putting out there they are putting effort into it and they have been for a while uh as scott alluded to that's part of the reason why they probably ended up with what they did So, um, yeah. And as, as we alluded to, I have much more
1: in-depth analysis on some of these cards. I'm just trying to wait for additional ones to come out so that my content isn't invalidated by certain things. Like I remember the first article I ever wrote for Vector Sigma was around a Dinobot article. And the day I was about to start Vector Sigma, I published the article, Grumlock came out. So it was like, well, I can't use this anymore. I have to change the entire deck. So yep. (laughs) I'm trying to get as many, like, give it a little bit of time before I start to, like, do a deeper dive analysis into some of these cards I really like and really do the math on some of these cards. Right. Um, like, what happens when you have nine double oranges in your deck with Mountain Missiles? Like, how good is the new Megatron and three one-star cards, things like that? Like, these are all article ideas I have in my head. But I might as well just wait to see if we get other things because what if we get 12 double orange cards? <laughs> then what does it
0: Yeah, suddenly... So nine of
1: them, like, you know?
0: yeah. Or maybe we'll see double star cards. Who knows? Uh, we'll have to. Right. There's a lot of unknowns at this stage, which is both exciting and a little terrifying. Considering we, it could be anything. It could even be a boat. Um, <laughs> we, yes. we don't know what's what's going to end up showing up. So, like Scott said, kind of bear with us as we go through things. Uh, if you agree, disagree with us, definitely hit us up with feedback, whether it be on Facebook at the Twitters that are in. The video, if I can point at the camera properly, uh below both Scott's icon and my camera. We'll have all the the contacts for vectorsigma.info in the show notes as always. Um like Scott said, there is a spoiler page, so definitely check that out if you want to see the actual images for any of these cards. Um did John I John miss- Palmer and I
1: will give all our hot takes Awesome. eventually on every card
0: <laughs> definitely looking forward to that not and clearly yep. we're not going to put these cards aside once wave two hits we're going to be uh talking a lot about these things for a while yep so uh, did i miss anything you got all bases covered yep i think we're good all right well if we missed anything by all means let us know <laughs> Yep. thank you for listening everyone and tune in next time for more random thoughts